Welcome to the official podcast of the Mount Terubido Seventh-day Adventist Church. Thank you for joining us for our series, Still Disappointed? What 1844 Means Now. Our speaker for today is Pastor Barone A. Savori. The message for today is Stay ready. John 14, verse 1 through 3, English Standard Version. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I'm going to say that again. I will come again. And will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. Can you say amen to the word of God? Just for the next few moments, I'd like to share on the subject that says stay ready. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, stay ready. Stay ready. Stay ready. Stay ready. Sixty-three thousand one hundred and eighty-six days have passed. Tomorrow will mark the one hundred and seventy-third year anniversary of the Great Disappointment. October twenty-two, eighteen forty-four. Many in the Northeast United States, others throughout this nation, anticipated the clouds being rolled back, trumpets blaring and angels there in the celestial skies, Jesus coming as the crown king. 63,186 days ago, people were in the church houses praying and crying out to God, asking for, for him, for him to have mercy upon them, praying that they would be one of those that would be lifted up when he broke through the clouds. 173 years ago today, they, they gathered there and the hours struck midnight and nothing happens. Well, something happened, but it just wasn't what they expected it to be. For months on end, people had put all kinds of things on hold. They no longer needed to do certain things. They no longer needed the extra things in their homes. They no longer worried about buying brand new things. Why? Because they were soon going to have a long white robe. They were excited about Jesus coming. But now, here today, we find ourselves gathered 
and houses of worship throughout this nation here today. 173 years later saying Jesus still has not come. I can remember as a young child, my father is here today, he would, he would preach and he would preach with conviction and today he would preach it the same way with the same conviction that, that Jesus is going to come like a 747. A day will come where there will be money thrown in the streets and nobody would stop to pick it up. But, but here we are today in 2017 and Jesus has not shown up. I can remember singing songs about the second coming of Jesus. We don't sing the hymn much anymore, but I can remember that hymn that said, lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. There was one verse that would say, nations are angry, but this we do know. Jesus is coming again. Coming again, coming again. Jesus is coming again. I can remember as a young boy on Friday nights, we would put in the cassette tape. Yes, I said cassette tape. <laughs> yeah, we put in the cassette tape and we would press play and, and Whitley Phipps' rich baritone voice would come on. And he would sing, he would say, everything is running out. We don't know what to do. The oil, the lamb, the food, the air, we don't know what to do. And then he would say, watch the time. Soon there'll be no more time left for me, no more time left for you to make things right with the Lord. Soon there'll be no more time. But, but I was a young boy now, and now I'm knocking on the door of 40 years old, and, and Jesus still has not come. I feel as if for this generation of teens and young adults that are coming up, they, they're looking around and they're wondering how are we going to occupy until he comes. In this generation that at one point in this church, at one point that was so focused on everything, Jesus, Jesus at the center indeed he was. Now we sing Jesus at the center, hoping that we can make him the center again. Why? Because we have become the center of church. I can imagine that we were disappointed at Jesus, but Jesus looks down from heaven and he's disappointed and he's brokenhearted. For now, it's just not enough to say the Bible says so. Because today's generation questions whether the Bible is true or not. This generation no longer can sit down and just say, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go to church because that's what my mother and my father did. No, they need more than that. This generation is challenged where they say there, there's so many stories. I don't know if the Bible is an allegory or if it's really true. I don't know if heaven is a real place or if heaven is a place that I make here on earth. I don't know if hell is real or if heaven is real. I don't know what is real. So I'm just going to get what I can out of this life and let everything figure itself out. People don't just get excited because people say that there's a revival going on. No, you got to have more than that. But I want to suggest to you today that now more than ever, we have got to trust and believe that what God says in his word is absolutely true. Can you say amen? But they can't just hear. They must also have an experience with God. 
Because what is missing out of it all, there's a lot of information gathering, but there's not a lot of relationship building. We can know a lot, we can know a lot, we can hear a lot, we can sing about it, we can raise our hands to it, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's all about having a relationship and a connection with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's not an easy thing to explain. Oh yes, I've stood here before and I've tried to make it as easy as possible, but the truth is that, that even sometimes in my walk, I struggle with the relationship. If I may be honest and if I may be forthright with all of you all, sometimes I sit down and I say, God, look at all of the brokenness around. It's time for you to show up. We got the internet now. Everybody ought to know. I heard God whispering to me, and just three things that I want to share today that I hold on to. Things that get me through perhaps the 63,187th day, should he not come. Because I can look at all of the things that are happening around and I can compare them to Scripture, but the one thing that I do not know is if today is the last day that I will ever live. And so I have to stay ready. I can't get ready. I, I can't be getting ready. i got to stay ready. One of the things that that, that, that when, when I'm out with my, with my girls and, and we were going on a, on a camping trip, we was going out with the, with the Pathfinders and, and I began to pack things and, and I, and I realized my, my, my daughters were looking at me as I was packing it. They said, they said, Daddy, you already got one camping stove. Why, why are you packing another one? I said, baby, I said, I got to be ready just in case the primary goes out. I got to have a backup. And then, and then they saw me, they said, Dad, you, you, you're packing another one. I said, look, baby, I said, I got to have a backup to the backup because I got to stay ready. <laughs> uh, you just never know what's going to happen out there. I got, to, I got to stay ready. And they said, man, Dad, 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 Dad you have all of this stuff. I said, look, I got to have not only what I need, but I got to have a little bit of extra. Why? Because I got to stay ready because I don't know what I'm going to face. Here in this life today that we are all living, some of us are disappointed because we're not staying ready. Three things. In order to stay ready, number one, we have to have Authentic faith. Everybody say authentic faith. One of the realities that happened on October 22, 1844 and onward is that many people were so disappointed that they lost their faith in God. They lost everything. As a matter of fact, historians will document that, that many thousands ended up leaving church and losing their faith in God because he did not come. They were so disappointed and so crushed about the circumstances that they could no longer have faith in God because they felt that God had betrayed them. Hear me today. In this life that we live, we will face many disappointments, ups and downs. There will be challenges. Things will not go our way. And some things will. Sometimes you're up. Sometimes you're down. But we have to have a faith that remains consistent. Can you say amen? We have to have a belief that God is who he says he is. And he will do as he has promised to do. 
challenge is that, do we really believe that God is who he says he is? And do we believe that he will do what he has promised to do, which is to come again? Authentic faith is a faith that says, no matter what the circumstances are that are surrounding me, I still have faith and I will trust in God. Why? Because my faith and trust in God is not dependent on the circumstances that I am in, but is dependent on who God is in the midst of my circumstance. For some of us, the circumstances look bleak and they look challenging. It's not as you want it to be. There isn't a bow there and you're questioning, God, are you as good as everyone sings about? I would say, hang on in there with God. Because each and every day that you continue to trust him, each and every day that you continue to build with him, you learn more about him and the roots grow deeper and deeper and it gets sweeter and sweeter. I didn't say that it would get more perfect. But our understanding about God would get sweeter and sweeter. We must believe that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he promised to do. Proverbs puts it this way in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Number one, if I'm going to stay ready, I'm going to have to have authentic faith. If I'm going to stay ready, I'm going to have to believe that indeed he that shall come will come and will not tarry. I have to believe that God is going to make things right and he's going to make things straight. If I am going to live here in this life and have peace here on earth amidst all of the chaos, I have to have an authentic faith that says, God, you are who you said you are. I believe you. I trust you. And you are coming again someday to get me and to save us from this earth. Second thing, I would suggest that if we're going to stay ready, we're going to have to prioritize our relationship with God through connecting with Him consistently. It's a whole lot easier said than done, but the truth is that relationship is built with time and with conversations and with connections and with trust that grows ever deeper each and every day. The priorities of our life and the things that we spend the majority of our time thinking about, spending our money on and our energy on, let us know what is most important in our lives. And when we do that, we all of a sudden realize that maybe there's some reordering that needs to take place. Maybe there's a connection that has been missed. I would surmise to each and every one of us, myself included, that doing spiritual things alone will not build relationship and will not save you. It will simply make you knowledgeable about God. God is interested in much more than that. He wants your mind to be like his mind. I think sometimes that's the danger and that's the challenge. Because we get accustomed and we get used to doing spiritual things and doing it the right way and and looking the right way and sounding the right way and the way that our images are and the way that we appear to all and we know a whole lot about God, but, but we don't have a true connection and relationship with God. And the way that we can identify that is when things are going well or things are going bad, how do we behave? 
That's why I hope that as I have the privilege and the opportunity of sharing, pastoring, and leading our youth here, that they will stay ready by prioritizing their relationship and connection with God. Like they would keep a streak going on Snapchat. That they would keep a streak going with God. That they will have conversations that they don't, won't just know things about Him and know things that are in the Word of God, but they will have something that's much deeper that nothing can ever take away from them, and that is having a true, deep, bonded relationship with Him that nothing, nothing can uproot. I believe that each and every person's relationship takes its own unique form. That there are those that might connect with God through music. Some might connect with Him through nature. Some might connect with Him through conversation. Some might, some might connect with Him through corporate worship. Some might close themselves into a closet. God does not care how you do it. What is most important is that you do. Romans 12 and verse 2 speaks about this mind that he wants for us to have. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everybody say transformed. Transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. If there's anything that this generation is challenged with, it's not only the relativity of truth, but it's also trying to find out what is it that I'm going to do with my life. There's so many things to do and there's so many different options. There's so many places to go. There's so many things to study. And, and, and sometimes we might choose things that are, that are dictated purely by the materialistic in this world. And I would suggest to you that allow God to come into your mind and to transform it so that it's no longer your will, but the will of God in your life. The mind of God is very different it's something that's different than this world would present to you. Because it's a word and it's a way of living and it's a way of thinking that no longer elevates myself above all but places others before me. In a world where it's all about me and it's all about the selfie and Lord knows I love a good selfie. Come on and say amen. But in a world where it seems as if more and more is focused on us, that we're losing the capacity to be able to see outside of ourselves and to be able to impact outside of ourselves because we love, we love, and we appreciate ourselves so much that now we no longer have anything to give to anybody else. I believe that God is reaching out and he's calling out to us and saying that if you're going to stay ready, you're going to have to prioritize our relationship with one another consistently. And however you do it, it does not matter to me. Just do it in the way that I can speak to you the clearest. Some might suggest that it's devotion early in the morning. Some might suggest that it's praying all day. Some might suggest that it's reading a chapter of scripture every day. Whatever the case may be, others might listen to it. Whatever the case may be, in all the ideas and the ways that we can connect, by all means, don't miss the opportunity to actually do it. You see, I'll be one to admit that perhaps we take the Bible for granted because there was a time when everybody didn't have a Bible in their pockets. The last thing that I will share today is that if we're going to stay ready, 
We're going to have to become like Christ and be willing to put others before ourselves. The example of Christ's life, the life that he lived walking here on earth, consistently you will hear him saying, I am about my father's business. You'll consistently hear him saying that I am about my father's work. I I seek to glorify the father. I want to honor him. He was not about his own agenda. He was about the agenda of his father. If we're going to stay ready, we're going to have to learn how to have the mind of Christ and be willing to put others first like he did. He put others before himself, stopping where he was walking to heal those that were sick, those that were pressing through the crowd, the women with the issue of blood came there and touched the hem of his garment and was healed immediately. And she began to praise and worship God. It was because he was placing the needs of others before his own. He stayed ready because early in the morning he would rise up to pray and connect with his father. That built relationship. He was on task and about his father's business. He was focused and he was ready because he understood that the weight of the world was upon his shoulder. And last but not least, even though he did not sin, even though he was innocent, he chose to give his life for us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 11. It's a long scripture. Perhaps you can look it up and read this. Here's what it says here. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceits. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, this is the word of God, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equity equally with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I know you perhaps didn't shout, clap, or run around. But the reality is this, staying ready is hard work. Putting others first isn't easy in a selfish society. Carving out time to prioritize God in a schedule that is already crammed is not easy to do. Choosing to have authentic faith when it seems as if your world around you is crumbling and God is strangely absent from your life. It's not an easy thing to do, but I would suggest to you that you will remain disappointed if we do not grab hold of the faith, prioritize a relationship, and begin to put others before ourselves. 
we remain in a place where we're constantly saying, God, you are not as good as you are. Instead of saying, God, you are more awesome than I could ever explain. You are better than I could ever, 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 ever say. If I had 10,000 tongues, I would praise you with all 10,000. But since I have one, I will use that one tongue to glorify you. If we want to remain in a place of constantly being disappointed in our relationship with God, just don't spend time with him. If you want to keep being disappointed in your connection with him, continue to be focused only on yourself. If you want to have a disappointing relationship and connection with God and see church as a waste of time, do not put your faith and trust in him. As a matter of fact, you can keep a list of all the things that are going wrong in your life, talking about how God is not good to you. But might I suggest that he might have a whole lot to say about all of that. But the day will come. The skies will be rolled back. The day will come when it will be lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming now. The time will come where it won't be what's the time. It will be the time is now. The time will come with that text and that scripture where we oftentimes talk about the second coming where it talks about and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we who remain will be caught up to see him in the air. I want to suggest to you that I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that one day Jesus will come and I hope that I'm alive to see it. Oh, 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 this life has been hard and it's been difficult and everything hasn't quite gone the way that I would want for it to go. But this I do know is that God will make all things right and all things well when he comes back. All of the things that have been broken in this life and in this world, it will all be made better again. So I don't know about you, but I'm excited today and I have hope today. I'm excited because now, even though it's been 63,186 days, I'm one day closer to him coming again. I'm one day closer to seeing him face to face. I'm one day closer to that incredible and awesome event in time. Those that are asking questions and still wondering, what do you have to lose by completely trusting in him? Or as I read my Bible, it speaks of the magnificent glories of heaven that I want to see one day. My question here to you today as I close is that some of us have become complacent in our relationship and connection. Some of us have not prioritized a relationship with God. And some of us have become far more focused on ourselves or the knowledge we have instead of the connection that we need. Are you getting ready or are you staying ready the final story from the word of God I will share is this the ten virgins were there there were five that had gathered enough oil to last not only through the night but extra 
There were others that were just ready enough. They had enough to get through the night, but, but no extra. And lo and behold, as the time had gone on, they had become disappointed because the bridegroom had not come. And they were found there sleeping and resting, but then the trumpets blew and said, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. And those that had not brought enough oil, they were there and they tried to get themselves together, but it was too late then. And so they began to ask the others who were staying ready. Can I have some of what you have? Well, ultimately, the story goes that only half were able to go out and meet the bridegroom. The other half. They did not. It's not enough to just have enough that makes it from Sabbath to Sabbath. It's not enough to just be here and to know a lot of things. You got to have a little something on the extra on the inside. You got to have some extra faith stored up because the worst is yet to come. Oh, if we think it's bad now, wait till it really gets bad. I'm really praying for some of us if the time of trouble comes and we really have to run to the hills because some of y'all just are not ready. Come on and say amen. We're going to be struggling if there's no Starbucks in the morning. Y'all pray for me. (laughs) But at the end of the day, now is the time. We no longer have to be disappointed, but we can live each and every day full of hope, not thinking about what did not happen, but what will soon take place. Who today needs to change something in your life to stay ready? That's the question that I have for all of us today. That's the question I ask myself. What needs to change in life to move from a mindset of getting to a mindset of staying? As the musicians begin to play, yesterday I got a phone call. A friend of mine that I've known for over 30 years, Wade called me. And he and I started off every conversation like we usually do. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? It's catching up. What you got going on today? Shared with him some of the things that I was doing. And then he said, hey, man, did you hear? Did you hear that, that Morris died? I said, no, I hadn't heard that, that he had died. And then there was silence on the phone. Younger than me. 
gifted, talented, musician, friend. Ill, sick, ended up passing away. It is in those moments that the joy and the hope of Jesus coming again gets me excited. I was asked about it again today by another member who knew that I knew him and a tear began to fall down my face. I wasn't quite ready. And I began to think about some of the things that I wish I would have been able to say to him. But as I was reflecting on this message and I said, but there's a blessed hope that I have. I might not have been able to tell him some of the things here today on earth, but I look forward to the day when I will. And if I believe Jesus is who he says he is, if I believe that his word is true, I will have that opportunity. But in order for that to happen, I've got to stay ready. I've got to stay focused and keep my eyes on him. I've got to keep my lamp trimmed and burning. I've got to be ready. For we don't know what tomorrow will bring. So my brothers and sisters here today, have peace and have joy as believers for our God who has promised he shall come. Indeed, one day will come. Are you ready? We pray that this message has been a blessing to you, so much so that you would be willing to share it as a witness. As always, Thank you again for joining us and tune in weekly for more inspirational messages that will prayerfully give you a more intimate relationship with God.